Shopamaniacs, y'all are listening to another episode of the Shop Doc Show podcast, all about front and web design development. I'm Dave Rupin with me is Chris Coyer. Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm doing okay. Probably less yeah. tired than you are. Just, just fresh off a plane. I don't know, unless it's a secret, right? You're, but you, you're going to do a front end master's workshop on web components, right? Yep, I did it. Uh, it happened. Uh, I think it went okay. I learned a lot about doing workshops. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So kind of a whole day thing on uh, web components, and it'll be up on front end masters in I think like a month or so. So you can do that. So. Yeah, exciting. So yeah, that is awesome. Uh, I, I I hope to take it at some point. I, I'm kind of interested in like what the like the sprinkling story is and stuff. You know, for all those of us who work on you know, it's so rare these days to to totally greenfield stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many people that are hired to work and work on existing websites, and as it, and how excited can they be about this and. I don't know. My gut is that the story is ready for them. Right. Well, and and I, you know, I, they graft into existing things. Like the whole, you, what I realized, I just like posted a blog post, like literally one second before the show. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh-huh. so it's like seven things I learned about web components, basically <laughs> seven web component tricks. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, but what, one thing I realized, and this is the last point, but like, with web components, you do not need build tools until the stinking end. Like uh, you can the use, end. I can use lit from import lit from Skypack, and yeah. I don't need a single build tool until I'm going to production. And if you want to, like one thing you can do is if you uh, like if you if you want to use import lit from lit right lit yeah, element from yeah. lit, you want the it's called a bare. <laughs> What is it? I have the word for it. A bear importer. Bear, yes. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to find the actual term. Bear import specifier. That's what it's called. Okay. If you want a bear import specifier, you can actually try to use import maps local on development, and I think it works in Chrome. Maybe I'm not sure about that entirely, but like import maps is kind of the future for like lit but okay my lit actually points to this lit file in my repo somewhere you know node modules slash lit yeah. slash index dot whatever um but if you don't want that you're gonna need something like Vite or at web slash uh dev server or something like that that does bear import specifiers uh in and, and you probably need Vite or something that does TypeScript as well, because some web components are written in TypeScript or something. Uh, ideally, they have a distribution of some kind. But so you can write import lit from lit, which your bundler will handle later. But that even in development, you can have this map thing pointed to some file that exists. Yeah, you oh. can have it pointed to Skypack, and then you have a production import map and a, whatever you want to do. Oh, um, I like that. That's cool. But like you know. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, it, it shocked me. You know, I, I watched a bunch of front end master courses because I was like, okay, how do like the pros do it? You know, how does, <laughs> how does like uh, David Krishid do it? You know, talk about X staters, you know, and, and it's like, who in okay. turn watched other people do it on front end master? I'm, sh- I'm sure. Like, these are pros. Like, but it's all, it's all like, I watched a whole course on Cypress and stuff too. It's like, all right, let's open the command line and blast, you know? Web components, no, you you don't need the command line till way later, till like you're you're literally done, you know. Um, so it's just a big flipping of the script, and so I think that's what's interesting about web components is they kind of do it different, and and that's uh, I don't I don't think I was I, I don't think that was super obvious from the outside. Does that make sense? Like I, I don't think yeah. they they tell you that in in the <laughs> package. The packaging, so um, it was super interesting uh, to figure that out. So that's great. So yeah, when can the people listen? It's gonna be a uh, minute. I think it'll be like a, a like a month or so. They gotta edit it. They have a talented editing team and all that. And hopefully, I didn't mess up enough that <laughs> mess up too much that they have to like delete the course entirely from their uh, whatever their library. Uh, but anyway, the thing I'm not good at, what I realized about. Uh, this is this another blog post I'm writing. My seven, uh, my my seven uh, workshop tips. Uh, 
One thing I learned is if somebody asks you a question, it's a valid question, like, how do you do X, Y, Z, you know, my brain, my like personality is like, oh, you could totally do that. Let me show you. And I'm like, go to try to live code. And then it like stops working. And then a bead of sweat forms on my brow. And then like, I'm like, oh, no. But if I like search Stack Overflow, I'll not I'll look like an idiot, you know. What I need to do in those circumstances is just say, uh, you like, I, I need to be like, yes, uh, I'd like to show you that in code, but let's stick to the plan right now and I'll work on it during a break. If I would have just said that, my like stress levels would have gone down like a million billion percent. So, oh, really? Okay. Just, just from like a, like, I'm not having to like pull a demo out of my butt. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, yeah. Like, don't let somebody pull you out of the thing. Be like, dude, you have there's other there's an, a wider audience here that I need to serve. Right. Well, and there's like you know you got like about I, I have like a lot going on in my brain. I, my brain, my RAM, my brain RAM, which is what everyone has. My brain RAM is filled up with. I need to get through the whole day doing this course, you know. And my but if you like basically ask me a question, nerd snipe me, my brain ram stops working. You know, I've now, or my brain ram is polluted and and I can't answer your question directly because I don't have, I, I'm thinking about the rest of the day, the rest of the course, you know, I have that loaded in memory, like just to all of a sudden, like go through and be like, we're changing the plan. <laughs> That's like, hard for my brain to do, but maybe I, I can get, that's a skill. Maybe you, you learn doing workshops or something so you can flex. Maybe, or, or like the placement of it. I feel like sometimes I do a talk and then at the end, I'm like, any questions? And my brain is like so ready. I'm like, now you can hit me with whatever. Cause maybe cause the, the RAM has been, memory has been cleared. Flushed. Yeah. You flood, you garbage collected and now you can accept new, new questions. Right. So, mm-hmm. Well, check out DaveRupert.com's new blog post, Seven Web Component Tricks. Wait for the course on Front End Masters. And we got a question about web components here for the show from Troy Vassilotti. Uh, my question is essentially when to and when not to make a web component. I'm super interested in this whole world. I can, After making a hefty one of my own, I want to embrace them even more, he says. So that said, I have a hard time deciding when it's responsible to make a reusable pattern on my site using a web component or if that adds unnecessary complexity for me or, you know, even page weight, you know, knowing that JavaScript is involved and, and, and such. So for context, this is on his personal website, which is 11D with Nunjux templates. Mm-hmm. So I know I could go the the route of defining short codes or using Nunjux macros to make reusable components with the build that doesn't send JavaScript to the browser. So he says he can he can kind of get some value from reusable componentry just by virtue of like essentially 11D includes or Nunjux macros right. or whatever. You know, I, yeah. So I've thanks Troy for the question. Um, the, you know, I I've totally done the like. Nunjux include my my butt off and it's yeah it's okay it just hurts after after enough time you know or or you're mm. you end up actually like one negative side effect is in you end up very pinned down to Nunjux or in my case handlebars or you know yeah. or or whatever liquid I, I have so much liquid on my blog because I've just like templated my butt off, you know? I see. Um, you can't pick it up and move that. That's very tied to that technology, whereas web components is is not so much, except for it, unless unless you use the crap out of lit or whatever. Right, right. Then you're then tied you're to that. Of, then you're tied to that. But, you know, um, what, what I think where to snap a component is probably just purely on the, like, reusable do you want to reuse this? If you think you will reuse this, you know, three times, do it. Like get a, make a whole component out of it. I don't, what could, yeah. what regret would you have, you know? Um, and then you pick up and move that somewhere else. And so I think reusability is like a big one. So that, that would be kind of my thing. I'm trying to think of like where I wouldn't, you know, where I wouldn't is, is, 
unless you're doing the declarative shadow DOM thing, which is not supported in every browser, you could end up with a flash of unmounted web component, <laughs> right? Um, and so stuff like headers, I would probably keep in my template, my like HTML templates, you know, um, yeah. until there's like a really good story. Although you could just do web component with, declarative shadow dom and maybe that's good for you you know but um i would probably just go ahead and do it as a html and then then when i get farther into things kind of do web components so yeah i like the question though because it it i do think that like you uh, thinking in components is the way to go you know i've said that a million times and that pretty much everything on a website is a component but then what's the distinction between and, and component, like a very abstract idea, like some kind of representation of a component, some kind of include, if you're working in a JavaScript framework, well, then it literally is a component. But, you know, a lot of us still build sites with, you know, HTML processing tools, essentially. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. those qualify too. And that like a Nunjux macro is, I would say, qualifies as a component, you know, you've done mm -hmm. the abstraction, you've thought of it in that way. But here's one, like, you know, you, you've talked about your bookshelf before and how you used, yeah. I think you used view petite, petite or view. whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. which you can't even really see. So that's kind of, you're already in kind of component town there, I guess, because the petite view is what crafted the component. Like, for example, you have div class equals book. Mm -hmm. And one div class equals book has a title and it has either earbuds or not, depending on if you listen to it via ebook, I guess. Yeah. And then it has some description of it. And as an author, it might have a review. You know, to me, this is like, heck yeah, this is like, these better be a component, you know. But they looks like because you're using Petit View, then it's not a web component. But but that is that a, in the, some alternate future, would you have made a web component? Yeah, totally. And I mean, this is sort of up for grabs. I mean, like I, I just right now it's just looping through uh, thousands of, <laughs> of or hundreds, I guess, hundreds of books, you know, to to spit out a bunch of books, you know. You know, maybe it would be a little more succinct to just do a web component. I mean, even just on the like, th there would be kind of a few optimizations I could do, you know, just to, you know, it would just probably be less code over wire or whatever, you know. Um, but, you know, I still have to get that data in there, so it's still going to be there. But Or I could power it from a JSON that could be crunched up real small, you know, and that would be another benefit of like, web component or petite view or whatever, just, you know, I could like just do a, a thing adjacent and that's what powers it. So, um, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. You know, kind of, I don't know. Right I now need to, I need to like explore this details concept you have where the, the, the actual s details part of the details like is absolutely positioned and animates in is a yeah. very satisfying that is a sweet pattern dude i love it well and it, it kind of wraps the summary too that was kind of a fun it like inhales the summary anyway it's a it's a little Even, does it assume the summary top. is one line yeah yeah because it can only be stars you know or the the summary element yeah and so yeah i just i don't know i just was looking for some lightweight i kind of like the the like having a whole like book review in like a single grid <laughs> grid fr uh is not like the best experience from like a reading but i don't know it, it might be cool to do a full like dialogue kind of thing you click that and you actually trigger open a dialogue and oh maybe yeah comes in a dialogue or something like that so you know if you did decide to not details them and have them be a very you know because some of them don't have a review at all or something mm -hmm. so that one's going to be really not tall and some of them have like quite a hefty paragraph mm -hmm. is it begs to me for that like masonry uh you know just grid template rows masonry and then you don't have the because without that, then you have these like big white gaps because some are taller than others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with masonry, you wouldn't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying oh, do that. Yeah, I'm no, just saying that kind of like yeah, can be can be satisfying. I love that masonry, like the world's hardest thing to pull off, is now one line in grid. Is that in everything now? Is that is <laughs> no, that? no, okay. no, no, no. 
But it is in Stable Firefox. Stable Fox. Stable Fox. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Uh, Okay, Troy, I think you got your answer there, huh? Yeah, hopefully that helped. I mean, I think it's up to you and your situation. So you kind of need to know what where to snap. And so I wish I had a better answer, but yeah. Well, speaking of uh, technologies and such, um, AMP came up the other day just cause it was kind of like, well, I guess we had a correction, right? That, Oh yeah. I, I said, Paul Bacchus went to Vercel. It was not, it was multi Ubel. Uh, yeah. and Paul went to another company called Koji, which is, I think like a, uh, like a, you know, sort of like a, What's that link tree kind of thing, you know, like where people get cool link pages and they can link to that from their Instagram bio because Instagram doesn't let you do links. Oh, right. I saw Glitch was like double down on that the other day. They were like, you could make one of those out of your Glitch. And it seemed like a strange call to me until I saw some data on that and what like an extremely large industry link in bio is. Oh, it's huge because, I mean. You know, I mean, if everyone's a personal brand, the idea you have one thing, one link is kind of like old, you know, like you have more stuff to sell. So go to link to a page that links to all your links, you know, and that is, that's interesting. I right? know, but to, to the idea that that could employ more than one developer, <laughs> I'm like, it's a pretty, it's a pretty micro idea. Yeah, it's weird that it's like a billion dollar industry or whatever, but. Hey, man. I mean, hey, if there's money, there's money. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's demand, and, you know, it's making a web page still isn't the easiest thing. So, you know, some people like to just type stuff into a tool. So, so we know Paul was involved with AMP and like has mixed feelings about it. Basically, like, man, I was really trying to help, you know, <laughs> I think I never quite got the like beers with Paul perspective on it, it but yeah. yeah but but clearly he's not you know he was he was trying to be helpful it's just the world really did not like amp me included for the record um i, I have my own thoughts on it that are slightly different than the rest of the world but it ended in the same place which is do not like <laughs> yeah i was not into it um some people made the point like i don't know if i should throw him under the bus or not uh, I will. Lon Ingram, <laughs> uh, uh, who, who is a, a punster on Twitter, yeah, he he worked for a uh, coupon company, Retail Me Not, um, mm-hmm. and he was a big advocate for AMP within the organization um, purely because he was like, we can use Google's servers. So, so we get the SEO benefit out of the bucket, you know, but we like – we save so much on hosting because we we aren't the CDN. We aren't we we our CDN bill goes to zero if we use them, you know, and we and we push things that way. So okay, and he would know probably that what their bills were like. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he was high enough. He kind of had the insight into all that stuff. So, you know, I, I like on that particular architecture decision. I actually don't super disagree. You know, it's just you didn't sign a piece of paper that said that's the case. That doesn't stay the case. It just happened to be the case right now. You could yeah. wake up one morning and that could not be the case anymore. I would not build significant technology around a zero promise situation like that. Right. Well, and it, and it was so much like, like, hey, you have a website, build another one. <laughs> and that's I, it, Dave. That's it. That's my thing. I hate that. Yeah. That that's what you know, every time I end up having to tell the story of responsive design to somebody outside of it cuz it ends up being kind of satisfying cuz everybody has heard of responsive design like mm-hmm. everybody, you know, like like not to be cliché, but your mom and dad, your grandpa, your grandma, they probably have that in their vernacular somewhere. Amazingly. And then, but the story of it was like 10% tech and 90%, oh my God, now we don't have to have an MDOT team and an iOS team and a whatever team. We can smash them all together into one team. That was the bigger story behind responsive design and how organizations got smashed together. You know, why on earth would we ever go back to it? Now we have to have the AMP team. We have to build a second website. That's what pissed me off about every single one of these other technologies is build a second one that's this different thing. And I know not everybody did that. And Paul would disagree because, you know, I remember going to Paul's website and the whole thing was AMP. Mm -hmm. So there is a world in which you only build one website and it's the AMP website. 
but I don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, I, I whatever, man. If you're wired.com and, like, you live and die by Google search results, maybe you do. Maybe you do build up the Yeah, website. great. The rich – the rich companies can do it and the poor ones can't. Cool. Right. And you so know? cool. Guess that we sure democratized money. <laughs> like how many yeah. businesses were just killed by that? Um, literal. That's sad. Now I'm sad. But what where I got like really turned off is I was working for a large pizza company and the yeah. like Google came up and they're like, hey, we like you guys. We'll give you a free audit, you know, and everyone you know, executives are like, oh, yes, money, money, money. Um, and and mm-hmm. I was like, OK, cool. Let's see how it goes. You know, and the re- recommendations are like things I've been saying for months, like we need to improve performance scores and stuff like that. And then like the last bullet point or page in the slide deck, I, you know, was like, Use AMP, you know, and and so it's burning uh, nice. this whole question, like or thing, like, oh man, we just were told by Google we need to use AMP, blah blah blah, you know, and it's like, no, no, I think they're just recommending that, but they're recommending that because they want it. I don't, you know, it was just like we we I think the organization decided to not do it. it that could have changed because I think I left around this time, but um, it but that felt like sleazy to me too. Like it was like. Hey, we're, we'll we'll give you an audit. Oh, by the way, you got to use this. You know, like it's like you're the you're the doctor and the pill manufacturer. Does that oh, make man. sense? It reminds Is me of my it? mom. Right? She she sells printing. She did her whole life. You know, it's yeah, literally physical printing, you know, and, and, and this is her job because she's in sales. So this mm-hmm. reminds me of sales. Like, you know, you go talk to a nonprofit or something, be like, hey, let's just take a look at your business, you know, let's see if I can make any recommendations. Oh, as fate would have it, you know what you need? A bunch of printed stuff. <laughs> you know, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you need brochures. I feel like that's what, that'll cure what ails you. But that's kind of your job, right? And, and when it came to my mom selling printing, it didn't feel so slimy because I feel like when you invite the print rep to come talk to you about your business, business, you're pretty sure what they're going to tell you is to buy some printed stuff. Like, that is already there. It's like, you go to the car lot, they're not going to tell you to buy a bicycle, you know? Like, that's that's the idea. And it's the same thing here. Like, you invited Google to tell you about your website. They're going to tell you to use Google crap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just... Yeah. Like, when the, the, the doctor and the pill salesman are the same person, you gotta whatever, raise the the suspicion levels. There you go. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Memberful. That's memberful.com. And as always, the link is in the show notes. You're a developer, right? Let's say your job is to add paid memberships to a website. What's the best way in the world to do that? It's Memberful, of course. They take care of all the hard stuff so you can focus on what you do best, earning revenue quickly. They do all the like transactional emails. They'll handle it like, let's say you have a paid Discord community, integrations with that. You want to send an email newsletter. They get integrations with MailChimp for that. Let's say it's a WordPress website and you want to like restrict the content of this page and that page and show alternate stuff for non-members. Yeah, of course, they have a best-in-class WordPress plugin to do all that. Let's say your stack is anything else. No problem. Memberful is about integrating with your existing stack, not rewriting your stack. They have a full-featured GraphQL API with webhooks and OAuth sign-in and all that stuff to make it integrate seamlessly with any stack. Stripe for your payments. Like I said, the transactional emails. You've signed up. Your credit card's about to expire. Your password's changed. All that stuff. It's a lot of work. Memberful helps you handles all that stuff for you, but you're on total full control, world-class support team behind it all. If you need help, you can get started for free. No credit card required at memberful.com. Thanks so much for the support. But we have a question from Swix about, uh, Amp, huh? Well, he wanted to know about Amp, and then he wanted to know about Core Web Vitals, and he didn't even put a paragraph break between those two questions. Feels like they're maybe related in some way, and he's talking about Core Web Vitals, which are not, they're kind of a technology in that they measure web performance, and he just wants to know, hey, are we still going to be using these things in three years, or is everybody going to move on to some other way of measuring performance that they care about? That's kind of up to Google, because everybody cares what Google decides to do with SEO, 
And mm-hmm. when they tell you that, hey, Core Web Vitals has to do with SEO, every blog post about performance mentioned it. Every single one for years now has said, Core Web Vitals, because Google cares. And hey, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but they kind of make sense as metrics, you know? Yeah. There is some, like, logic to them. But there's worry about, like, the governance of them. And it, it does have that same kind of feel as the doctor selling you the pills, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're telling you about performance and whatever they say goes because they're also selling SERPs, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you know... I, I think core web vitals are here to stay in some capacity. I, I think uh, even within Google, they have kind of changed, you know, like like the metrics they think are vital are kind of changing from Lighthouse to Lighthouse to Lighthouse, um, like versions. I think we're on version nine of Lighthouse right now. Yeah. And that's a good sign, right, that they evolve and change. And, yeah, if, yeah. If they weren't evolving, we would be messed up. But what's what's interesting is the weighting changes too inside of it. You know, it's like, oh, like cumulative layout shift or something is twenty five percent of the weight. So, does an image load in late and boom, pop your layout? That's like twenty five percent of the thing. To me, that's too high. But like, you know, I do think oh, the really? vertical. I do think like vertical jank is like a problem. But I think like if you've intentionally loaded something a little bit later, like, you know, to get the rest of this, I don't know, but it, it's maybe fine to me, but I don't, there's ways around it now. So I, wow, I just, bold. I hate that one. I would put it higher. Even. Really? Okay. I, I just, there's just like situations. Like I have like a, on my website, Dave Rupert, LLC, a billion dollar yeah. uh, enterprise. Right. Yeah. Uh, have a random generated job, like, or d- profile description you know like i just like select yeah, two things yeah, yeah. from a list my cls is trashed because well because if it's a really short one then it'll well it, 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 it pops up after load you know i i it lays it injects the tags after javascript runs so the first paint has dave rupert is a developer dot 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 you know and then like and then i inject the jobs you know what i mean i can't do that at pre-build time you know what I mean? I guess I could run a script in the head, but I'd get flagged for that or something. Have you, you know? heard of Cloudflare workers, Dave? Oh, my gosh. Are you working for Cloudflare? <laughs> <laughs> I just think edge functions are a transformative technology, Dave. <laughs> just, hey, look. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a salesman. I mean, I, you could use this affiliate link. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, no. Uh, th- that's, you know, that's a good point. But, like, you know, but then, yeah, I guess that would be my only way around it. But so it's like add a whole piece of architecture just to appease Google. Not today. Google. You know, there's other ways. There's min height. You could just make it way taller than it needs to be. Well, and I think whatever. It's still it. Well, the text is like it wraps and then some words, jobs I have in there are like a hundred characters some are like five characters and so there's really no like yeah yeah it's totally random right now uh <laughs> random out of 10 so you know the only way thing i can do and what i will probably do even though i like this idea of like here's who i am i think in my redesign i'm just gonna obliterate it boom nuke it it's gone i have to do something else so just to um come up with a CLS maybe so that's where that's the problem with metrics is they kind of like drive your design decisions which isn't bad but like you know yeah that's an issue right also so. for the record like they they said hey it relates to SEO but it's they didn't say how much and the chances of it being pretty high are low like what actually matters is like your content and your link backs and your whatever kind of secret sauce they use to evaluate content yeah, of a yeah, feeling yeah. like your CLS is like not a huge part of that right right like well. sure it's factored in but probably only in if it's extremely bad, would it even be noticeable at all? Yeah. I don't know, man. I post like monthly uh, vibe checks. I feel like everyone should be like there, but you know, hits are down. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Uh, uh, okay. So, so yeah, here to stay. I kind of agree with that. Uh, mostly because I think there are actually kind of good metrics, despite the, you know, the complication of who they come from and all that. I think they're actually like, 
I don't know, the metrics, the right thing has arrived. Like, who cares when window.load fires? That's like not an interesting metric, really. It doesn't have anything to do with the perceived performance of the site. It doesn't have anything, no, no direct correlation to how it usable the website is or anything like that. Like, that's not useful. Mm-hmm. So let's stop caring about that. Like kilobytes. And, yeah, just kind of big, vague metrics. So Yeah, even kilobytes. It's not, it's not a direct relation. So why don't you measure the thing that actually matters? What they should do is turn your webcam on and see if you're smiling or not. You know, <laughs> just that's a, a, that would... I think Google should do that. They would receive no pushback from just spicing on the camera for a quick recording. and uh, That would be good. They should do that 100%. Put, put us in charge. Um, that's right. No, that's – but no, that's right, right? Like it's, it's, uh, it's all qual- – like the web vitals are quantitative, right? But we, we're missing a big qualitative piece of the web experience. Like, do, did I enjoy that? Was that fun? Like, <laughs> did it load in a fast and orderly way? And am I happy that I'm using it? Or like long session stuff. I saw some drama about that this week. But like, you know, are, are, are you happy through a longer session, even with a slower first, you know, page load? So... Who knows? You know, like, how do you, how are we measuring that quantitative sort of happy or not, you know, user feelings vibe? So, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, qualitative. I got qualitative and quantitative mixed up. They should never have made those words the same. So, well, we have a one from Gaston. Gaston? Gaston. Was he, was he from? Like Les Mis or something. Oh, no, no. he's from that Gaston. Beauty and the Beast. From some... Beauty and the yes, Beast. there you go. Yeah. God dang it. Well, Gaston. Uh, this feels like the same time period. <laughs> it is. Making a new blogging platform and wants to know if there's any features that they'd like to see that they don't find in their current blogging platform. First of all, of course, that scares the heck out of me. You know, that's not something you throw around, you know, like, I'm just going to build new software for blogging. You got a heck of a path in front of you, Mr. Gaston. But good luck, you know, people, you know, that's where the existing blog blogging platforms came from. Somebody decided to build one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> never know, you could do it. I, you know, I would say nothing jumps, jumps to mind. It's not, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you like one feature that's going to like make you win the blogging platform wars because I don't think it's that easy. I think it's, it's different than that. I think it can't be missing any any really major feature because then why would anybody use it because right so you have to get all the basics right first and then maybe you don't even need a killer feature like maybe your feature is actually more i don't know nuanced than that like you got the performance really right and your software is so fast that i want to use it just because it's fast or it or it's so beautiful looking or you got the ux just right so it's Mm -hmm. perfect i think that stuff is more important than like oh man i wish i had like tags that were nested or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm like i guess that's kind of neat but like that's not why i'm gonna pick your software yeah i I mean do you i wonder what your opinion is chris but like you need like plugins right like like i won't put dribble on my blog right you need some some plugin uh architecture you need some a theme architecture right because not everyone wants to make their own theme so you need uh what would you SEO? You're gonna need some SEO in there. People love that. Yeah, which is kind of a real thing, right? Because uh, I I have a I've now I'm blogging and I've stopped caring about any kind of you know like I just have chriscoyer.net right and I'm trying to like blog on it a little bit more. I've but noticed. I like very don't care about SEO. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, like yeah. Not that I, sh- I just want to like stop thinking about that stuff for a while to like have an actual break from this and make, you know. So and for a long time I've had I just always on every single WordPress site I just put Yoast, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, eh, it just does SEO stuff, you know. But I'm I was thinking about turning it off because I'm like, well, I actually don't care, right? I kind of want to run this thing as clean as I possibly can, kind of mm-hmm. thing. 
but I left it in because it like does some pretty basic stuff like make sure you're like the tags in place are correct. Just like the basic stuff that I feel like I'm not focusing on SEO. I just think the page should have a good title and have a good meta description. And if you turn it off, then you got to go in there and code that stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just leave it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but some SEO stuff probably built into the platform would be a little smarter than leaving it to a plugin. Yeah, I would say if if I were to critique uh, WordPress, the the fact that you, to have SEO, which is like a necessary feature, or, or like controlled SEO, you have to kind of like install Yoast, and as good as Yoast is, love Yoast. It, it is very noisy in the UI. It is ubiquitous. Yeah, it's, it's noisy in every way it can be noisy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's trying to get you to upgrade all the time. And, and that's whatever. People got to make money. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't shaming. Um, but maybe that's another way with something you have to think about for your platform is like how can plug-in authors make money easily or something like that. But um, So it'd be nice to have SEO built in. But I, here's what I would wonder. Blocks or no blocks? Does it have to be blocks? Or block editor? Uh, well, man, you backed me into a corner there, man. I got you. Yes, it does it have does. to be blocked. <laughs> yeah. I think so, too. I, I think even just simple stuff like, um, you know how Notion does like the link embeds? You like paste a link and it's like, do you want to put a little preview in there, dude, buddy? And you're like, yeah, I oh, want a preview, classy. Or, or if uh-huh. you paste a YouTube URL, it like embeds the YouTube that's that's, that, that's kind of cool stuff. <laughs> that's, that's classy. That's pretty classy. It is. I, I you should maybe do that. So I would say one or the other. Like just mark down all the way home, you know, and okay. don't do any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or block it up. Mark down or block. Don't yeah. don't try to don't try to do both. You know. Yeah. Uh, Facebook had a new editor. Did you see that? Um, what's it Whoa. called? It's called something I can't. Uh, like they're releasing for the world, or it's just internal to meta? using Facebook. What what is the? Uh, well, of course, it's it like yeah. leverage or something. I forget what the the word is. Um, but I'll I'll have to find it. But it, it was it's a new like it, they have drafts JS, but I think this is like the next iteration of that, and it's pretty mature. So that might be something to look uh-huh. at. Is kind of and it has kind of that markdown text hybrid. Um, I'm using TipTap. I really like it. It's kind of markdown text hybrid. So, you know, just the, just the like almost like GitHub like shortcuts, like hyphen space. You know, type stuff that produces a bulleted list. Google Docs just added that feature too. Like that's why I use Shortwave, the Gmail client, because it you, as you're authoring emails, it has that kind the of markdowny like syntax. Um, so yeah, I think like that would be critical. Um, one one feature I would like, I don't know. Here's 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 me dreaming, right? Yeah. You know, uh, your tags and your um, categories. You know how you use those, and then after about yes. five posts, you have seven thousand tags and thirty two categories, and yeah. they're all redundant. They don't make sense. You have WordPress capitalized, WordPress lowercase, WordPress camel case, word, you know, and then you have yeah, blog, yeah. WordPress, blog software, blog, you know, I, like, yes, if there was an AI that could surf through that and just oh. like <laughs> normalize my Suggest. taxonomy and just, yeah, just, oh, that's a great idea. Like, or as I'm writing the post, just start being like, okay, you talked about blogs here. You talked about, uh, you know, cats here. Like, God, that would be sweet. Just, just, yeah. Because I, I do bad at it, and then I have shame, and then I don't tag, and then I'm, you know, missing out on free SEO. You know, kind of. Yeah, I wonder. I sometimes value the, the question, the value of tags overall. Potentially, yeah. I don't often land on my own tag pages, and I'm speaking about my past CSS tricks experience. You know. Mm-hmm. They didn't do super well traffic wise. Okay. They didn't. I didn't find myself linking to them. I question how much people got utility out of them. I don't hate them, but it's like I don't think that it was such an important part of content strategy that 
it that, like made it the mattered difference. all that much. It almost mattered more like from an internal perspective, like, oh, what if we, you know, like what what have we already published about variable fonts? Yeah. I just kind of want to go see and like get a feel of the landscape of it. And sometimes it pointed to problems, you know, like, man, we have written about variable fonts like 22 times mm-hmm. and have no place to link the word variable fonts to. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can have that kind of trouble because they are all just some little like news release or something, but nothing that like starts with the sentence variable fonts are. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, no, that, yeah, like you want almost like a categories, but be able to like give them prominence or something or tags, but yeah, tag pages with context or something. So. Tag pages with context. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's something we think about at, at CodePen, too. Is like, can a tag page be more like a landing page mm-hmm. that's – and then and then perhaps you can think of them as kind of like blessed or unblessed, where some of them are just like, yeah, that's the tag. We're not, we didn't do anything special there. Mm-hmm. And some of them are like, this is clearly a popular tag that we're going to kind of doll up take it to the nines, do something awesome on, you know, but the core technology is similar, you know, it's just a tag. Yeah. Let me go through my tags on my blog that I do manually. Mm-hmm. I have Dave goes windows, hashtag Dave goes windows, hashtag hot drama, hashtag old gold, CSS, CSS trick, which has one article mm. in it. Uh, I'm getting Rude. sued. Um <laughs> I thought I would have more. You know, I was optimistic when I invented this tag. Uh, didn't pan out. WordPress, uh, yeah. camel case, uh, A11Y, accessibility, blogging, blogging with a comma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Browsers, community, game dev, Jekyll, podcast, productivity, prototypes, prototyping, Rails, review, Ruby, RWD, RWD, bloat, sci-fi, song catching, talks, and web perf. I could do better. Could be worse. Could be worse. <laughs> it could be but worse. Yeah, but you did. This is me not doing it. There's probably 12. You should sort, shore up some of that. Accessibility needs to get combined there for sure. And the prototyping needs to get combined there for sure. Right. So what the what am I doing? Anyway, I, I think tags are going to be, I'm going to elevate tags, I think. And that'll encourage me to do it in my redesign just a little bit. Yeah, just there so you like, go. Just I bit. almost think of like Kotki as a two billion tags, right? Mm-hmm. Surely, like I don't know, but they're always they're really like fine grained. I feel like, and then and then he he uses it like it becomes content. He's like, oh, but remember, you know, the last time we showed a video of a a guy petting a turtle, guy yeah. singing a song by blowing through great. Yeah, <laughs> here's nine other p- turtle petting videos. <laughs> Because he's just got so much content. And then it actually is like, you're like, oh, my God, that is a thing. Like, what is up with turtle petting? Yeah. It's just so many videos. Yeah. Don't get me started on. I'm in a YouTube vein. Sorry. We got questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in a YouTube vein uh, about tall grass. It's it's an extreme mowing, lawn mowing. It's so ASMR. It's just these guys who uh, they they do good. One day a week they take off and they go like most of yard who's too big and has a city violation they just help him out but he's just like this guy al blades over oh, on youtube that's great like at, at dawn we ride kind of yeah we and- just we just go knock on door and say can i mow your lawn i'm making a youtube and in like the economy there's sweet because he gets a youtube that gets a million views yeah and like and that person gets their yard mode freaking great you know like that's great you always got all the best youtubes you know i remember when you got me on the one of watching the guy fix traffic problems on oh, the website or not. Ooh, buddy yeah <laughs> those were good it, it, like that one was like i watched so many i maybe had to like give up there's another one called, in that same vein called a real engineer and, and he is an actual engineer he's british so it's funny uh but he yeah. uh <laughs> And he plays all these games, all these like city simulator games, and he just builds the dumbest stuff. He just like he made a giant like poop filtration plant, like it's like <laughs> the size of a volcano, and they, the poop just falls down the mountain. So anyway, he's just like, I think that's great. I think I solved it. So anyway, yeah, there's so many, but I got a great YouTube idea for us. We gotta we gotta do this. It came up in a meeting yesterday Is where where you and I go and mow people's lawns because I'm in. 
They do like that okay. concept, but we the, could go fix people's websites. No, it's like it's like how you uh, do you have Copilot installed or not? Do you, are you on the Copilot train? I do have yeah. Copilot. Yeah. Well, I haven't installed, but I turned it off like immediately because it was very noisy. It just it just kept noisy is the way. Yeah. It just it was like, hey, you mean this, right? And I was like, no, and I don't know how to make you stop saying that. <laughs> so, escape. I guess I don't know. So. I freaking love it. Although, so I'm on this other journey too. I'm trying to trying to learn Go, you know, because we use it a lot at CodePen and I don't really actually know it that well. And and by that well, I mean pretty much not at all. And how know? is it so, going? <laughs> Good. I'll have to I'll have to keep reporting in, but I'm doing like Go by example. I'm doing the tour of Go. I'm mm-hmm, doing, you know, mm-hmm. trying to order a book and just hit it from lots of angles. Also, but also try to like do ride-alongs and do some professional Go stuff too so I see what not just like here's how you do a you know there's arrays, but in Go you'll find that there you'll use slices more and oh, you know wow, like this okay. theoretical stuff yeah. is anyway. It's interesting with Copilot in there because it's you know it's more than happy to help you with your Go exercises and stuff, but it's a little pushy, and I, I really wish there was a setting to turn it off for comments. Please let me know if there is a setting for that because when I type slash slash or pound or whatever I'm language I'm and I'm about to type a comment, I do not want your help ever, never, not once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like because it don't please don't suggest what I'm about to do because I'm very this is very English language. Comments are in my own voice. You know it's not a code thing. I'd love it if it would stop with that. But I was talking with Rach at Icoban the other day and she compared GitHub Copilot to like a friend who's like really trying to engage with you, but they're actually like super obnoxious yeah yeah and they're yeah. finishing your sentence all the time and she suggested we try it i think we could pull it off we're like we're like i'm i'm co-pilot and you're just kind of trying to talk through your code and i'm just interrupting you every <laughs> every, every second to suggest yeah stuff. it's you know, dude you you have that friend in your life don't you like where you're like Oh yeah, I went to the store, right? You went to the store? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I was gonna say Fish. I don't I don't remember what I was gonna say. The mall? I went Oh, to, I don't remember stuff either. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, hold on. I I <laughs> Yeah, that's good. And just code that yeah, way we just, re- in real life. Just we have to practice it to get it right. Just an yeah. aggressive, uh aggressive code pilot. That's great. Yeah, I love it. And I'm trying to do the thing where I type all the characters myself. So I should just turn off Copilot, but I, you know, whatever. I can't, I can't be troubled to click buttons, you know. But so many people have done the exercises from the website Go by Example that you can just start typing the. And you have the whole Go by Example. First few yeah. characters of the. Yeah. It just goes. Ugh. It's in the yeah, training it, data. So many people. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good. For sure. And, you know, Part of it's fine and part of it's not fine. And then, and then, so this gets on my mind about how the syntax is like less, I, I don't want to say bothersome, mm-hmm. but it's typed and I don't even use TypeScript. So I have not experienced much typed languages and it's like really typed, you know? I mean, I don't know if there's like degrees of typed. I'm sure there is, but like, for example, you, you type funk, that's a function. And then you give it parameters of the function, and the parameters are typed. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. That's what type Great. languages yeah. do. But then, like, after the parentheses, the first set of parentheses, there's another set of parentheses where you type what the function is going to return. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that's just part of the nature of it, too. And it gets so weird that, like, if you describe what it's going to return really well, at the end of the function, you can just type the word return. And it's just implied that what's going to be returned is like whatever you've typed at the top of the function. Yeah. It's called like a naked return or ghost return or something. I can't remember. But I'm like, whoa, that's super weird. I mean, it also warns you like that's not a particularly good style. But yeah. still, you can do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like that, a lot of that stuff, GitHub Copilot is really helpful with. So is Prettier. Prettier is great at formatting your Go code just fine. And so is the Go extension for VS Code is super helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, it squiggles the crap out of stuff when it needs to, and it tells you exactly what's wrong. So between all those things working for you, the language is, like, fine. It, like, feels good, and I don't want to say normal. I have a long way to go to get it to to understand all the syntax stuff that's happening and how I write good code and yada, yada. But the fact that I'm doing it in VS Code influences highly how I feel about it. Okay. It's like you're, you're, it's compounding your education for good. Like it's a 
multiplier, right? It's mostly good and a little bit like, am I actually learning anything? Because this is so helpful. <laughs> am I just hitting the tab key or am I am I learning something? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's um, I, I, I'm curious about how it goes going. I, I, you know, rust is on my radar, but I'm not going to after post workshop. Dave is trying not to pick up new hobbies. If I do, it'll be code a video game <laughs> or. Uh, write shitty science fiction. So those are my two my two uh, vacuum fillers that I'm allowing. So I'm, I don't want to learn another backend language. So no, I mean I'm doing it because I I think I will be helpful to the company that I run, and I have a little more free time than I used to before. So just kind of a choice like that. Yeah, no, that's. Cool. Uh, I do think I, the more I use Copilot though and jump around languages, I do feel like holy, holy crap. You know, I know there's there's Tab Nine as well, and but mm-hmm, I, I think mm-hmm. these like we're at a moment in time when these are changing the world of coding. Like it is going to have an actual impact on the world. It's not just a fun little game. Well, and I respond so well. I'm I think I've realized I'm very visual. And so if somebody like showed me an example, I could be like, okay, that's it. That's the one. That looks like it's doing the right thing. Um whereas like if you're just like invent the the code that does this i'm like oh okay hold on i mean um all right here we go i'll i'll get there you know it, it's a uh, but if i can i think i might do really well in a uh whatever an environment a a a copilot environment rather than like googling syntax every time i forget what function it just kind of suggests stuff that would be kind of helpful so Interesting. Interesting, interesting indeed. Maybe we should wrap it up there. Huh? Yeah, we cool? can wrap it up. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, th- uh, we got lots to talk about here going forward. We got some more guests coming on in the future, I see. So that should be good. But um, thank you, dear listener, for downloading this in your podcast of choice. Be sure to start heart favorite up. That's how people find out about the show. Follow us on Twitter for 16 tweets a month. Uh, and uh, join us over in the Discord, patreon.com slash shop talk show. Oh, and we have YouTubes. Uh, they should be kicking up again. We haven't talked about it much. But anyway, that's uh, YouTube.com slash shop talk show. We got the Vandy URL right there. And Chris, you got anything else you'd like to say? Shopdogshow.com. <laughs>